covering the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. How sweet it is again. Second sweep of the road trip. Happy flight, happy off day. The Brewers get right back on the rails. They sweep the Rangers 6-2 the final today. Wow. You're starting to understand how long the season is and things can change literally day to day. Brewers got the three wins that they needed. I mean, if I told you the Brewers are going to go 6-3 and three on this road trip, you're going to be thrilled. That means you imply, oh, cool, they won all three series then. That's awesome. Well, little did you know, they would go sweep, sweep, sweep. Getting swept in the middle, though. They went 6-3. and three. They didn't lose any ground in the NL Central race. You go 6-3 and three on a 10-day road trip, nine games, that is really hard to do, no matter who you're playing. And furthermore, uh, a crosstown rival in the White Sox, some would call that a, a trap game, if you will, and facing two of their better arms in... Kopech and Cease. And then also, the Dodgers had your number. But you played decent against them, but a little bit of bad luck. And then on uh, the weekend, going to Texas, and it's a the surface of the sun in Texas. Thank goodness for the air conditioning. But the Brewers sweep them. Beat Max Scherzer. Make him throw 42 pitches in an inning. You saw some history today. More on that in a moment. But 855 616 1620 is the phone number if you want to join, if you want to call, if you want to text, if you want to celebrate on this one. And I've also got the player of the game poll up as well. If you want to participate in that on the text line as well, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Player of the game. Uh, I've got it on Twitter. I've got Tyrone Taylor as an option. Adrian Hauser as an option. I've got Elvis Piguero as an option, or, the, of course, the write-in is always available right now. Currently, Tyrone Taylor is dominating the vote. We'll talk about that coming up with uh, Craig Kishon here in just a little bit. He's going to join us once his television duties are finished uh, over on Valley Sports. But let's start with some of the crazy isms of this game and first-time things. When the Brewers loaded the bases with two outs against Max Scherzer in that big third inning, and a 1-2 and two count on Willie Adamas. And given the great series he had had, and it's like, oh, man, here comes Max Scherzer. He already struck him out once today. All right, maybe it's going to all come crashing down here. And Max Scherzer hit him with a pitch. And I was like, man, I wonder, has he? I mean, probably. I went into baseball reference. I said, has, you know, I went through his splits, career with the bases loaded. Has Max Scherzer ever hit a batter with the bases loaded? The answer is no. So that was the first time ever Max Scherzer allowed in a run with the bases loaded by a hit-by-pitch, and it's Willie Adamas, to give you an idea of how all over the place his command was. Then he walks the next batter, Rowdy Telez, on five pitches to bring home another run. He clearly did not have his A stuff today, but then I was looking a little bit deeper. The Brewers had a game plan today against Max Scherzer, and we'll talk about this even more detail with Craig Kishan as well. The Brewers, in their three times through the order against uh, Scherzer before he was ultimately pulled after that after the uh, walk, they only swung at the first pitch twice today. That may imply, oh, 
He's just not throwing first pitch strikes to them, Dom. Nope. He was getting ahead. 16 of 19 batters saw a first pitch strike. But the Brewers only swung at the first pitch twice. They made him work. Fifth time in Scherzer's career, he had at least a 42-pitch inning. His longest inning of the year, his longest inning in three years. He was uh, vulnerable today, and the Brewers took advantage. And I, I really feel like I've used this phrase before. It felt like six runs was the least amount of runs the Brewers could have scored in this game. They still left 10 runners on base, but they were kind of getting lulled to sleep, right? They still went 4 for 11 with runners in scoring position. That's better than 300. That's doing your job. They only struck out 10 times in 42 or 43 plate appearances. That's a really good rate. They walked six times. They were hit by a pitch. Did a little small ball there with Bryce Terang. Put the ball in play. They won this game without hitting a home run, too. Which has been a trend as of late for the crew. that They've been able to find a way to win contests without the long ball. Six runs, again, against the Rangers. Sign me up. 6-2 to two today. 6-1 to one yesterday. They busted out on Friday with nine runs in that game. Man, just sweeps make everything taste a little bit sweeter, right? What a day for the crew. we got to talk a lot about Tyrone Taylor as well. The path to success is not a straight line. He has slowly gotten healthy. Remember, it was a stop and start beginning of the year with the elbow issue in spring training. He came back and flared up again in May. He had to go back on the injured list. He has been playing some really good baseball in replacement of Joey Weimer. And the Brewers were waiting on this for Tyrone Taylor to give a breather finally to Weimer. And now, furthermore, not only the giving the breather to Weems, Tyrone is performing, which is the best part of it. Now you look at his season-long log, and it's not that impressive. And I totally understand the uh, apprehension there. But for Tyrone to go two for three today, three runs scored, a double and a triple. He didn't hit those two extra base hits all that hard, but he put the ball in play. Great sign for him. But the crew, they have lacked production from their outfielders this year. But now he's got a multi-hit game in three of his last four games. He's got two home runs this month as well. He's getting every day at bats, in my opinion. He deserves every day at bats, in my opinion. And that's a popular text question here on WTMJ, 855-616-1620. Should Tyrone Taylor be starting every day? That one from Austin out in Arlington, Wisconsin. I mean, he's doing it right now, and there's no reason for him taking out. Craig Council has shown he is going to stick with the hot hand. For a long time, it was Andrew Monasterio. That's why he's still in the lineup every day. William Contreras, today was his first day off since July 6th. You couldn't afford to take him out of the lineup because he was one of the hottest hands of all. Carlos Santana's hot right now. Keep him in the lineup. And now we're going to see Tyrone Taylor in the lineup for a long time. He has been huge for the Brewers at the bottom of this order, starting rallies and getting things uh, going over to the top half of the order to keep these opportunities. Text from Tom in Pewaukee. Lots to point at today for the win, but how about the ABs at the start of the game? Warshers are down in the second and third. We might not be able to slug like the Braves, but if we can keep putting together good ABs and get the bullpens early, 
will be pesky in a playoff series. I certainly agree with that. And there are stats to back up that uh, notion as well for the crew. We talked about it last year. Uh, They were one of the most patient teams in baseball. They're not drawing as many walks this season, but they still see a lot of pitches per plate appearance. They are one of only two teams that average over four pitches per plate appearance. The other, the Chicago Cubs. They are comfortable taking strikes, working counts, being behind the count. Furthermore, that leads me into this great stat. 21 RBIs in this three-game series against the Rangers. 21 total. 13 of them came with two strikes. 13 of 21 RBIs with two strikes. 62%. So almost two-thirds of your runs scored came with your back against the wall. That's what we mean by good at-bats. You don't need to hit the ball out of the park every time. It's helpful. Don't get me wrong. Santana's been doing it lately. Maybe Rowdy's going to do it here soon. Willie did it yesterday. But what you do with two strikes, keeping innings alive, making the pitcher sweat even more, and in this pitch clock era, there's nowhere to hide. I thought the Brewers did a great job of making it as hard as possible on Max Scherzer today. Want to get to the phone lines, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Ken in Greenfield, you're live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, how you doing? Hey, great. Uh, how about better than you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great after a Brewer sweep. Um, the last time I got a chance to listen to your show, the Brewers had just been swept by the Dodgers. And boy, were there some fair-weather fans on your show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were, they were packing it in. Brewers don't deserve to go to the playoffs. Um, this, that, and the other. And really, really got me down and out. I'm a longtime diehard Brewer fan. And, you know, it's baseball. We're hot. We're cold. It's a long season, 162 games. And then we go out and sweep the first place. 20-plus games over 500 Texas Rangers. I wonder where those boys are today that couldn't stand the Brewers after not getting one from the Dodgers, from the mighty Dodgers in L.A. So just uh, wanted to give the Brewers kudos for coming back and winning three and taking six out of nine on the road. Tough road trip. And now we're back home, and hopefully we can – Get over that high watermark of 11 games over 500. That uh, we, we've, I think we've done it five times this year and haven't made it 12. So, hoping that against the Twins we can uh, make it 12. That is correct. The uh, 12 wins would be the high watermark. Thanks for the call there, Ken. And you're right. And remember, we always rise above the negativity. They disappear on weekends like this all of a sudden, and they churn out right. Like sometimes on Twitter, Twitter's dumb. Let's start with that. But sometimes on Twitter, I'll just peek at who's responding to me. I, I don't see every notification because sometimes there's a lot going on. And I tweet a lot. Tweet too much if you ask me. But anyway, sometimes I'll just see, when was the last time this person tweeted me? And the only time they ever tweet me or the only time they ever text me is negativity. Oh, this guy sucks. Cut. Oh, what's council doing? They're pretty quiet today. Pretty quiet today. Now, we're going to hear from Craig Council a little bit later as to why Adrian Hauser was pulled after 82 pitches. Now, why 
pull him so early with no, it seemed like no Abner Uribe available, no Hobie Milner available. They've been used a lot during this trip. Trusting Piguero, trusting McGill. Those people are conveniently very quiet today about Craig Council's managerial prowess. He's in the dugout. You're not. I'm in the clubhouse. You're not. Just saying. There's always more to the story. So you got to let the facts come out after the game. And I appreciate the positivity there, Ken. And uh, this is a heck of a week. In fact, furthermore, the Rangers came into this series with the best home record in baseball. Not anymore, thanks to these brew crew. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the program, you can text. You can call. Craig Kishan is going to join us in just a little bit as well. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. we got more reaction, talk more about the offense, talk more about Tyrone and his role in this lineup moving forward. Craig is joining. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm coming. Hi, Mark Tauscher. Ah, Tausch, you have mosquitoes in here. It's like an insect zoo right now at my house. Here comes that wasp again. Incoming. Shoo, you need Pella's 250 series of windows with exclusive hidden screens protecting you from nature. Yes, please. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin to the rescue. Get a 250 series patio door and eight double hung windows with hidden screens as low as 188 per month. PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 831.23. WTMJ's Vince Vetrano here. You know, I've played sports my entire life, been hurt a lot of times, but never had been injured until I had to stop doing the sports I enjoyed because my knee flat wouldn't allow it. I visited Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin where they took great care of me. I put my knee in their doctor's capable hands and now I'm back in the gym carrying my golf bag pain-free for 18 holes and playing tennis as often as I like with no issues. I'd recommend Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin to anyone. Visit orthowisconsin.com. Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. They're the oldest family-owned HVAC company in southeast Wisconsin. Four generations of ciders and their highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live and a 12-year parts and labor warranty on all Dakin products. Get peace of mind by scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating and Air Conditioning. That's S-E-I-D-E-R, Cider.com. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Welcome back. Dom Catronia with you. Craig's going to join us soon, I promise. A little extra going on with the uh, telecast. But, hey, you're hanging out with us here on WTMJ. Let me get to a few of these texts. 855-616-1620. What a road trip that turned out to be. I can't remember a game in the entire order. Saw so many pitches against Scherzer, no less. We can definitely hang with some of the best teams in baseball. That one from Josh here in Milwaukee. Appreciate it. Wow, sweep and a 6-3 and three trip. 
just the way they had it drawn up. Taylor playing some good ball lately. Difference-making moment has to be the hit-by-pitch from Willie in the third. Changed the entire complexion of the game. My favorite was the two-out add-on single by Santana in the eighth. Love to pick up the easy runs like this, and Piguero was great too. 11 games over 500. Yep, that is the high watermark of the season. If they get another win, 12 would be the new watermark. That one from Aaron in Illinois. Another text here uh, as well from Tom in Pewaukee. Also, the bullpen is going to be a key for the playoff push. Outgetters win championships. Do you think September this team could use a little Bob Gasser, Robert Gasser that is, in the uh, back end of the uh, bullpen to ease the usage on guys like Piguero? It's a good question. I don't think it'll be Gasser, but it could be Aaron Ashby. Don't forget about Ashby. He's rehabbing right now. He's throwing to hitters. They're a little concerned about his velo not really bouncing back yet. His arm feels fine. They just want to make sure that he's in a position that he's ready to get out, maybe with a little bit less velo than what he was accustomed to. Ashby is certainly a candidate to uh, come back on this bullpen and help things out down the stretch. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Uh, Craig Kishan is with us now here on WTMJ. Craig, I, I mean, I, I said this at the top of the show, but if I told you the Brewers are going to go 6-3 and three on this road trip, you're like, all right, cool. Ho-hum, they win three series against uh, you know two playoff caliber teams, and there's nothing else to it, right? But <laughs> baseball kind of got in the middle of this one. Sweep, 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 and the Brewers are headed home on a happy flight. But I, I don't remember a road series like we we saw here this past week. I, I'm not surprised they swept the White Sox at all. Um, and, and I thought maybe they caught a bad break or two against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers were as hot as any team in baseball has been when they played them uh, all season long. And then the bigger surprise, though, was coming down to Texas. And, and they were also hot. Best team in the American League. And, and I thought the Brewers really handled them well pretty much game top to bottom. I know they had that uh, hiccup where they allowed some runs in that ninth inning after uh, on Friday night, you know, after the the big lead kind of disappeared or whatever. But I, I really thought they did a great job of manipulating their decisions with their pitchers. Um, and they had some key guys, some new acquisitions to the team that, that came through at uh, just the right times as well. So, uh, an impressive trip, man. Four road sweeps this year. What seven and three, seven and three, and six and three on these uh, three city swings this season as well. Uh, I don't know, man. That's that that road um, success uh, is going to go a long way here, and is the reason why they have a three game lead in the division. And they were heading into this series against the Rangers, two games up in the division. They're leaving it three games up in the division. And you weren't here for the rant that I had against the Dodgers with Cirillo talking about that sweep, but it's like all the negativity around this team of saying, but look, they're still up in the division, right? Everything's gone wrong. A lot has gone wrong this year, health-wise, performance-wise, and yet here we are with 37 games to go. The Brewers are in firm control of the NL Central with six more games head-to-head with the Cubs. The Reds are starting to falter a little bit. They're now four games, essentially five games back. I mean, if I told you Willie was going to, you know, hit a wall, Rowdy would be out for more than a month, and he wouldn't play well. Jesse Winker has been a non-factor. The injuries to Miley and the injuries to Woodruff. And yet here we are in August, and they're just right where we kind of expected them to be if they were going to be healthy. This This is just 
a long season and every game really does matter. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I know, I know Brewer fans uh, always are going to want more out of their team and uh, expect more, but all the things that you just mentioned with, you know, the, there's been injuries, uh, a lot of injuries, and there's also been, you know, some disappointments from guys that, you know, the leash was long on and, and they didn't come through. And so you have to figure out a way to make up for all of that. And it's all happening at the same time. And if the Brewers delivered what the fans wanted, they would be 30 games uh, above 500 and have a 10-game lead in the division right now. But it just doesn't work that way. This team is really good, but it's not great. And it can get great if it runs into a nice uh, uh, run of playoff victories come October. And that's the position they're trying to put themselves in right now. Um, it, it's been a fun year. I will say that just like today, a six to one lead in the ninth, they win at six to two, but there's still a lot of drama. And Devin Williams picks up his second save of the series where the Brewers entered the, the final inning with a five run lead. I mean, that just doesn't happen either. So Enjoy these games, folks, and enjoy them innings one through nine because uh, the Brewers are delivering, there's no doubt. Right now, or I should say heading into this series against the uh, the Rangers, the Brew- or today's game, I should say, in the finale against the Rangers, the Brewers are rated at a 72% chance to win the division and an 88% chance to make the playoffs. So I, I look at things with the Brewers that they're likely going to be locked in if they win the Central. They're going to be locked in that three seed, and they could face the Cubs if they get that wild card spot. They could face the Marlins. They could face the Diamondbacks. And all three of those teams, I'm not so sure they have the pitching advantage on the Brewers. I don't think any of them do. I don't think anybody in the National League does except for maybe, maybe the Braves. But one of the best teams ever. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100% with you. You know, a lot of times uh, we can all have conversations when the Brewers are facing, you know, good division leaders, and it, it's fun to compare uh, how the Brewers stack up to some of these other division leaders. I mean, when they play the Twins coming up on Tuesday night, they're going to be facing a division leader for the third straight game, and these are all division lead, leaders that, including the Brewers, have a, a decent lead uh, over the second place team as well. Um, but, you know, when, when you do it and you start comparing uh, hitting, defense, pitching, I, I still say I don't know anybody that's any better really at, at the whole aspect of pitching here right now with the return of Brandon Woodruff. Look, look what Adrian Hauser did today. And they chose to take him out after the fifth inning. He, clearly, he could have gone deeper. Um, and he was pitching a gem against the Rangers. It, it's just stuff like that where you can turn it over to a bullpen and put McGill in there. And you're saying yesterday, after a pretty nice performance, we need you today. And he's coming through. Uh, Devin Williams, be ready and be on your feet, even with a five-run lead in the ninth inning. And they end up needing him a couple of times in this series. I don't know anybody deeper pitching-wise. And I'll still take the Brewer defense behind those pitchers uh, any day of the week versus any other team in the majors. It's been fun to watch. Now, we'll break down this game a little bit more in the next segment, but right now it's our player of the game. Uh, it's brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help 
today. Uh, the Twitter poll has concluded, and uh, not surprising that Tyrone Taylor won the fans, picked 61% of the vote, two for three, a double, a triple, three runs scored. Hauser was second. I try to throw Piguero in there, but I think it has to be Tyrone Taylor today, right, Craig? Yeah, I mean, look, this guy scores three runs today, was on base three times. Uh, that that triple, actually both the double and the triple uh, were both high floaters down the right field line, but they were hit with some authority, and he got his extra base hits in that, uh, that two RBI triple, though, in the eighth inning. I mean, look how the score ended up, uh, and the guy's hitting well. I think over his last 17 games, he's had a 300 clip right now, so he deserves to be in there. Some some of the other guys are kind of fading a little bit or getting platooned, but um, he's earned the right to to play somewhere in that outfield every day, and they put him in center field today, and uh, I mean, he just came through in, in every aspect, so good for him. Great stuff for him. Want to get to the phone lines real quick before we go to the break. 855-616-1620. James on the south side. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. How you doing there, Dom? We're great, man. How about you? Good. Uh, you know, why did we have to play Houston? Everybody was bragging about Houston, you know, behind the Dodgers here and saying that they're as good as the Dodgers or so. And uh, these guys turned out to be... Uh, Bottom feeders uh, look like they didn't even show up. Why? Why? Why, why didn't they just give us money and uh, come on home here and uh, waited for the Twins uh, uh, this week? You know, I mean, it was not. There was not. It was not a, a real a good competition type of thing. I mean, uh, uh, in any of three games that we we just uh, played them, I mean, uh, I think the Dodgers are are, are really great and. Uh, and like you were saying, Atlanta, but I don't think the uh, what you call it, Houston, isn't doesn't seem like Texas that. Rangers, even though Rangers, that's wrong team. Rangers, I don't think that they're that great. They're good. I mean, I'm not gonna. I still don't want to see Corey Seager or Nathaniel Lowe or Marcus Simeon with runners on base ever again. But I'm not gonna sit here and say the Rangers are a bad team because the Brewers swept them. Just like I'm not gonna say the Brewers are a bad team because the Oakland A's swept them. Right? This is how the season works. Sometimes you catch a team on a good weekend and things work in your favor. The Brewers out played the Rangers absolutely 100%, but it doesn't make the Rangers a bad team. They're still in first place of a very competitive division. There could be three teams that make it in the postseason out of the AL West this year between the Mariners and the Astros. So I am not going to you know, feed into that bait of that the Rangers are a bad team. They're a damn good baseball team, and this should feel really good that the Brewers got a victory today. Appreciate the call, James. We're up against break. Want to take it real quick. More with Craig Kishon after this on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the win 6-1. to one. They sweep the Rangers. Happy flight home. Off day tomorrow, then a border battle with the Twins on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm Dominic Catronio with Craig Kishan with us. Thanks for joining us here with you for a little while longer. Craig, uh, before we get to the phone lines, I, I see you waiting there uh, as well on the lines, but... I just want to bring up that third inning, man. I just want to break it down with you here because, man, we, we hear the buzzword quality at bats a lot from Craig Council and from people around the Brewers. And if you ever doubt what a quality at bat looks like and wonder what that should, you know, what that blueprint should be, just rewatch that third inning against the future Hall of Famer and Max Scherzer. And tell me that this team isn't capable of quality at bats. That's exactly what it's supposed to look like. 
Yeah, they they had patience like no other inning I think that I've seen all season long, especially if you consider it was against Scherzer. And, um, I mean, you're talking about he issued three walks and hit a batter with the bases loaded, uh, and, the, and the last walk was also with the bases loaded as well. Those weren't on uh, four pitch at bats. Uh, the Brewer, the Brewer hitters up and down the lineup in that inning uh, certainly earned everything that uh, that came their way in that inning. And you know, to get to get two runs and and to really have that be a defining uh, moment or inning to to chase Scherzer, he can't even get through four innings here in this one. Um, not too many people can write that script before a game. This is wild that the Brewers can use, you know, maybe not their bona fides. Now, obviously, they needed Devin in the ninth. But uh, you, you ask any fan base, they're like, who's the best reliever on the Brewers? And it's, yeah, it's Devin Williams. But the fact that they get, you know, four outs out of Elvis Peguero today and how important he was to the Brewers in June and July to have his little speed bump he's had in early August and late July, to see him get back on track today was huge. And the fact that, these relievers and the pitchers of the Brewers aren't even giving the opportunity for a quality at bat on the other side, right? They're getting ahead, they're attacking, and you blink, and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, I just struck out, right? They had 18 strikeouts yesterday as a pitching staff, 11 more today, and only three walks. You can't allow free base runners against anybody in the big leagues. The Brewers' entire pitching staff only allowed three walks to the Rangers today. Max Scherzer alone had four walks and a hit batter. When you're giving free base runners, you're bound to let in a little bit of water, and you're bound to suddenly have cracks in the foundation, and the Brewers pounced on it, getting opportunities, getting the job done, just cracked the door open, and this is what the Brewers' offense is supposed to do. They're not going to hit a lot of home runs, but when they can get runs this way, they are a dangerous team. Well, and the other thing about that that inning two dominant and everything you're talking about, it – it was the the first scoring of the game, and and the Brewers have done a really nice job, or did a really nice job in this series, scoring first. I mean, Adrian Hauser's going up against Max Scherzer. He said after the game, uh, it's it's the second time he's been able to do that uh, this season, and he looks forward to it. He's pitching against a future Hall of Famer. Give him a little break as well by giving him the lead, um, and just the way they went about it. The Brewers will score here, the Brewers will score there, and the Brewers will score at another time. Sometimes it's the big home runs, but most of the time we're seeing how it happened today. You manufacture some runs sometimes by being patient at the plate and drawing the walk or taking the hit. I mean, Willie Adamas got hit in the head for the second, third time this season. And they're doing whatever it takes at this point, which is which is great. And then they got their key hits later in the game to to help seal it. This is a, a, a team that is going to rely on everybody in the order. I mean, Yelich is in a mini funk, but he did get two hits today. He's pulling a lot of ground balls right now. But when Tyrone Taylor and we, how many times have we talked about the bottom of the order getting stuff done? Whether it was Weem earlier in the year, then Terang, then Monasterio, and now it's Tyrone Taylor. He's hitting 361 in the month of August. And if I'm Craig Council, he's in my lineup every day. And Tyrone continues to show, hey, he can be a heck of a player when he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, th- and this is a good storyline developing, I think, with, with Tyrone Taylor because he was on the injured list twice this season. He also struggled at the plate, you know, before and after. And 
it, it takes a lot for somebody to fight through all of that and to see all of these rookies being called up and to see every rookie that's been called up position player and outfielder. We know where the future of the team is and they, they have arrived and Tyrone Taylor has always been kind of that guy. I can be a part of this. I need to stay healthy. That's taken me back when I am healthy. Um, I can produce for this team. How do, how does Tyrone Taylor fit into the mix? And sometimes you don't have to do anything, but figure out a way to get back to a hundred percent and then, and then get better at the plate the way he's done. He's already a good outfielder, but his offense means a lot, especially right now to this team. As we hit mid August, we talked about it almost every show Dom. Players have to take turns producing, and it, right now it's his turn. Brian Anderson is is almost forgotten at this point. Jesse Winker, who knows if he's going to come back. You've got veteran guys that had a moment or two, but now, now it's up to you know some rookies, and it's up to Tyrone Taylor here, and we'll see how far he can take this as the stretch run progresses. The, the Brewers have a lot of, you know, I would say scrappy players that are going to be slightly above league average, at league average to above league average. But by the sum of their parts, they're a darn good offense. And Tyrone Taylor, I think, is an example of that. I think a lot of teams would love to have a player as Tyrone Taylor as their fourth outfielder. But Tyrone now has taken every day at bats and saying, look what happens when you give me every day at bats. And we've been saying this for two years about him. And sometimes it takes a little longer for guys to blossom, and he's certainly blossoming right now. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Before we get to our difference-making moment, I want to get to Paul and Grafton, who's been waiting patiently on the phone line. Paul, you're live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to comment real quick. i got a lot of thoughts, but want to comment on what you said earlier about the negative text and negative Twitter stuff. I get all that. This market, Milwaukee, my home, they've been waiting for 53 years and there's a lot of frustration, but I want to challenge everybody that, that what David Stearns and Mark Antanasio have, have done since they, they came into, into the, to the playing field along with Craig Council, you got to focus on the last 15 or however many years since Mark Antanasio bought the team because what they've built with the farm system, with the scouting team, with the pitching hub down in, in Phoenix, it's unbelievable. I mean, you can't compare this franchise to the Dodgers and the Cardinals and the Yankees and, and whoever else have been doing this for 125 years, but that's what they're trying to build. And then my final comment is something you just alluded to. I don't know what the exact statistic is, but there were, I think there were eight, eight hitters in either the National League or all of baseball that hit over 300 last year. People need to understand how good pitching is left and right, and it's hard for hitters to keep up with that. I agree. I appreciate that, Paul. You're right on the money. And I've, I've made my stance clear on this, Craig, that I've never understood the animosity toward the Adonacio era of ownership. And I'm an outsider. I, I will fully wear that, you know, scarlet letter, if you will, understanding. I am not born and raised from here. I am learning the history of the Milwaukee Brewers and the Seelig family and bringing them to Milwaukee from Seattle. I've had to learn all of that. I wasn't raised with that, right? And I have always been confused as you can point to the moment Mark Adonacio bought the team 
as the moment that this team started to have sustained success. Bud Selig, two playoff appearances. I, I just I will never understand the animosity showed toward this era of baseball, and now it's sustainable with Matt Arnold, with Craig Council at the home. Granted, you know we don't know what his future holds. It's up to Craig Council's decision and only his, but... Games like today and, and, and we get like this, it's like, man, this is a ton of homegrown players, savvy trades. This is how a small market team navigates along the periphery, and it makes every other team jealous. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and, and Paul hit on some really good points about that. And I, I can tell he's been around probably maybe as long as I have, uh, although I'm kind of a dinosaur around here and, and vividly remember 1981 and 1982 and Back then, Dom, and and even I will say this in the in the mid '80s when when uh, Yount and Molitor were still here in 1987 um, and had a great run. Even 1990, Robin Yount still here, and the Brewers are are heavily challenging uh, for the American League East division title. But that's the only way they could get into the playoffs. They knocked on the door quite a bit more than than people will will remember. Um, or maybe even give them credit for because there were hardly any playoff teams back then. But they, they've had moments, uh, but, but cracking that and having a 3-2 lead in the 1982 World Series before St. Louis won the final two games, it, it's been oh so close. So I, I, I get it, and it's been oh so close here in the last you know 15 years, since 2008, especially since they – you know kind of became a, a more of a playoff factor and qualifier. But I'll tell you what, over the last four or five years, uh, just just knowing this team has made the playoffs and has been in so many games, I, I understand why fans want more. Um, and really the only way to voice it is to complain, I guess. And you, you got just got to take it with, you know, a grain of salt, if you will. And and understand that there's passion somewhere in the middle of all that too. I don't think I don't think these guys uh, hate the owner or hate the general manager or hate the manager. Uh, I just think they they want to win. And you know what? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because they're still coming to the ballpark. They're still watching games and they're doing what they can to support the team. It's been fun. Now let's put a bow on this game and get you out of here, Craig, with our difference-making moment. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. You can forget sales, pitches, and commissions on financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning. It's all customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com today. All right, Craig, what's your difference-making moment? Well, I'm going to take it late in the game in the eighth inning when uh, Duran committed his third error of the game. The Brewers couldn't make him pay on the first two, but you keep doing that and good teams are going to make you pay. And he opened up uh, with Victor Caratini leading off the eighth inning, uh, throwing that ball away. And and it set the stage after that because the next uh, two batters get on. Uh, then Carlos Santana delivers another two-out RBI as well that inning. They needed those three runs in the eighth inning as this all turned out. So I, I'm going to make that my my uh, difference maker. It's certainly a good one. I'm going with the play that 
I still don't know how he made the play. Mark Canna sliding behind Tyrone Taylor, making that incredible catch to rob Corey Seager of extra bases because setting the stage here, the Brewers hadn't been able to extend against Max Scherzer. They got three runs off of Scherzer and had chased him in the top of the fourth inning. But that play happens with a man aboard and nobody out in the top of the fifth inning. And the fact that there was clearly a miscommunication there, but Canna saves the day making the catch, not allowing a run to score in that inning. It allowed there was a lot of lar- a lot of hard contact against Hauser today, and Canna making that play, keeping the shutdown inning alive, and and keeping things uh, intact for this lead. The Brewers never trailed in this game. What a play! What a moment for the Brewers to make sure they held on to this lead. Yeah, I'm still not sure how that uh, catch was made. Just just from the standpoint, it looked like Taylor uh, crossed into his vision. Uh, I don't know how he made that play, but it, it was certainly uh, it was certainly something for the highlight reel. And uh, the miscommunication uh, was communication enough to get the out. It's a good one. It's certainly a wild play, and two guys that haven't played the outfield yet together with the Brew Crew, and uh, they've got a lot of uh, mixing and matching to do. As of late. Uh, Craig, you get to enjoy an off day and then a short little series here with the Twins and then another off day. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Appreciate your insight as always, my friend. And we'll talk soon, all right? All right, you got it, Tom. Thanks. All right, Craig Sean here on WTMJ. Uh, get some more of your texts and calls, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. A good one in here about Cooperstown I want to get to coming up next right here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back, Dom Catronio, with you. We've got a few minutes left in the program today. If you're listening in the podcast feed, tell your friends. They want to stay on this. 37 games to go. Brewers All Access, the name of the feed. You can catch every episode live. And just a quick little housekeeping note. Obviously, off day tomorrow. No show. Uh, Tuesday, we will have a show. It'll be Bob Brainerd on the call uh, after the game because I will be on assignment uh, with TBS. No post-game show on Wednesday, but we will have Brewers Weekly on Thursday on the uh, off day. So be prepared for that. That's coming up uh, this week, too. So not as many post-game shows during the midweek, just one post-game show on Tuesday. You won't hear me again until Thursday here on WTMJ. Real quick, time for Who's Hot, brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trusting your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. In their end-of-summer sales event, save up to $2,000 on qualifying Daikin furnace or AC units through the end of the month. Schedule your appointment today and view all other promotions at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical, families helping families since 1912. It's going to lead me into this question that was uh, prosed uh, on the text line. This is from Kyle in Queens. B.A. mentioned on the broadcast, Brian Anderson that is, that Bruce Bochy is Cooperstown bound. I agree. And Craig Council could be too. What would Council need to accomplish to be Cooperstown bound? He's a top five manager in MLB right now. Appreciate that question there, Kyle. So, I'm looking through the list of managers and all-time managerial wins right now. So Craig Council, he's now got 683 wins in his career, with all with the man with the uh, Brewers, a 527 winning percentage. He's got a real opportunity to hit number 700. He's already the all-time winningest manager in Brewers history. Uh, a 527 winning percentage is 
fantastic as well. The thing that's hurting Council is, well, the postseason. And it would need a World Series win to, I think, get in. And remember, managers get put in on committee ballots. And that could be his saving grace, too. Because he's not going to, unless something changes, and if I were a betting man right now, I I don't see Craig Council as being one of those lifetime managers, right? And he had the family out there in Arlington this weekend. Uh, His sons are getting ready to head back to college, Jack heading to college for the first time. Um, I I don't see him being a guy that's going to be in there for 20, 30 years, right? Like a Bobby Cox type, if you will. But... A World Series title could go a long way, and he's already, the, I mean, we know he's the greatest manager in Brewers history, but I got to remind folks, it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. You need to get to the top, and not having a 1,000 wins as a manager under his book would certainly work against him. If he got to a 1,000 wins, I could certainly see it happening, but that's going to take another 10 years, so... Maybe, maybe not. We'll see what that looks like for the crew uh, down the stretch here. I would love to see it. and I mean, obviously, Brewers Hall of Famer, no question. He should have a statue in front of American Family Field. But Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, is he? there's still some work to be done, in my opinion, when it comes to Craig Council. But don't get me wrong, uh, the, the hunt for 700 is on for Craig as he's now just 17 wins away with 37 games to go. And he will get 700 in his career. That's just a good round number. We all love round numbers in this broadcasting world. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Quick reminder of the standings as we look at things right now. With the Brewers in front, three games clear of the Cubs. 68-57 and 57 are the Brewers. 64-59 and 59 are the Cubs. There are six more games head-to-head with Chicago. Cincinnati loses today. They lose a series to the Blue Jays. Cincinnati now 64-61. and 61. They are four games, essentially five games, back of the Brewers. And the other thing coming for the Reds, they've got a four-game set coming up next weekend uh, against the, or in two weekends, I should say, against the Cubs. So it's going to be a big week for the Cubs. Now, the Brewers will head there a week from tomorrow. Three games with them. Then the Cubs will have an off day on Thursday and then play those Reds. So they're going to have a make-or-break two-week stretch here coming up for the Reds. If they're contenders or pretenders, we will find out here in the first week of September. All the while, the Brewers during that series will be playing the Phillies. So that will be a tough series for them, too. Speaking of, for the wild card standings right now in the National League, Phillies are still leading the way in the NL. The Giants stole one from the Braves today. They are in second in the wild card standings. They're only a half game clear of the Cubs right now. So things can get really hairy because the Giants are 65 and 59, the Cubs are 64 and 59. And looking at the uh, season series between the Giants and Cubs, there's still three more games head-to-head, and the Cubs have the edge currently in that season series. They won the first series of the year, so keep that in mind. If they end up tied, that if the Cubs win the season series against them, they could flip to the two-spot, and the Brewers would have to host the San Francisco Giants. Then the Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Marlins all have identical 64-61 and 61 records one game back. So this is far from over in the NL picture right now with 37-ish games to go around the league. A little more than a month left of baseball. 
Buckle up. This is going to be fun. Uh, take a quick breather. Come back. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, up next right here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Coming along here on the program, we got another 10-ish minutes here. I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win 6-1. to one. Happy flight home. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I want to get real quickly to uh, Craig Council's comments today. Some great at-bats against Max Scherzer. He agreed. Here's what the skipper had to say. Yeah, I mean, it was just um, good at-bats, you know, keeping the at-bat alive. Um, and we just, we did it the whole inning, really. He made, you know, we got bases loaded. I thought he, you know, he made some great pitches to um, Carlos. And then he made two, two first two strikes to Willie were really good pitches. And, um, but we made him work. And um, it paid off in, you know, it was a two-run inning, but the 40 pitches, Definitely took something out of them, and to able to get Max Scherzer out in the fourth inning, um, that's a great job by our offense. On the, on the field, Tyrone said it was about the fastball approach against him. Do you think it helps just seeing him a third time? Like, for, does that matter much? Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably not everybody in the lineup saw him for the third time, but um, but I, I mean, I, we did a good job. We executed today on offense, um, and uh, against a really good pitcher, that's what you have to do. But the offense overall this series, Craig, it's, it's yeah, tough, one of the best series tough, of the season. Yeah, tough to ask for more for sure. I mean, it was traffic a lot. It was lots of base hits, lots of contact. Um, and we were rewarded for it. Um, so really, really well done. The guy that was in the middle of it all today was Tyrone. He had a great series, a really good road trip. How nice is that to see him putting up numbers now? And yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th I think – you know, it's it's been a different Tyrone since he came back from from his from the second injury stint, um, and you know stuff wasn't necessarily falling, but um, you know I think he's back to that you know consistent pl consistent player where you know what you're going to get from him, and you know you're going to get great defense, um, you're going to get some balls driven, and, and he's doing a nice job in the ninth spot. How about Adrian today? Five solid innings from yeah. Him? I mean, I that. You know that that's what set this up. Um, you know, lots of lefties in there. They're, they're Seager and Lau are excellent, excellent hitters. Um, he, he navigated through that, especially that third time when he navigated through that in the fifth inning. I thought that was impressive. The strikeout of Lau was 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 big, big at bat. Um, and then and then Trevor McGill got four huge outs. I thought so. Um, we had some guys down today that we were gonna. Had to stay away from, um, and Trevor and uh, all, all the bullpen guys did a heck of a job. Overall, how do you think the pitching staff executed against them? I mean, especially holding them to three runs the last two days. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't ask for anything more, really. They they did as as well as we could and pitched very very well. Um, this is a lineup that's scored a ton of runs and it's got a lot of home run damage, and and we we minimized it. It was a great day for the offense. Six runs, man, I I'm happy with that no matter who you're facing. You do that total against Max Scherzer, and you avoided a role as Chapman the whole weekend, too. What a week. What a great week for the Brew Crew. Uh, let's relive it. Highlights up next on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Brewers against Mad Max for a third time this year in a new set of threads in the Powder Blues for the Rangers, and they made him work for it. He didn't strike in a 26-pitch second inning, 
Then in the third, his command started to escape him. But he was ahead one and two on Willie Adamas with two outs and the bases loaded. And Scherzer may try to come back with another one again before this at bat is over. Here's the one-two pitch. Oh, and it hit him. It ran in and it hit Adamas. It was a fastball up and in at 96. Willie hits the deck and the Brewers are going to have the lead. That's one way to do it. How about a little less painful with Rowdy Telez up next? There's been two walks and a hit batter in this inning by Scherzer. 3-1 and he missed way inside. And it's 2-0 Brewers on the bases loaded walk. Drawn by Rowdy Telez. They made him throw 42 pitches in that third inning. He was chased in the fourth after this big swing. The more traditional way from Christian Yelich. Here's the pitch. And a ground ball. Fair ball up the first baseline and all the way into the right field corner. Around third is Taylor. He will score. Checking into second with an RBI double is Yelich. It's 3-1 to one crew. Little do they know that would be all they needed in this game, but they got some help from the defense on a wacky play in the gap in right center from Mark Canna. 1-0 on Seager. Critical at bat. Hauser deals. Swing and a line drive towards the gap in right center. Moving over Canna. It's Taylor who comes over, and it's Canna who ends up with the catch. Taylor reached out. Somehow the baseball found the glove of Canna. It was a huge moment to rob Seager of extra bases. The Brewers were out in front, then Tyrone did it with the bat a little bit later, adding some insurance in the eighth. Smith, the stretch. Here's his pitch. Line down the right field line. Long run, Martinez. It's a fair ball and into the corner. That'll score two more runs. Taylor is on his way to third, and he'll be there standing up. It's a two-run triple for Tyrone Taylor. Carlos Santana would add an RBI single. The Rangers would get a meaningless run, but the Brewers win 6-2. It's their fourth road sweep of the year. They're in first place in the Central by three games over the Cubs. We'll wrap up the show after this on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, last minute of the program here. I want to thank one of our sponsors, Hupie and Abraham. Every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupie and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or you're in an accident, call Hupie and Abraham. Winner, it's free, guaranteed, the winning team, Hupie and Abraham at H-U-P-Y dot com. A reminder of the upcoming schedule here for the crew. Off day tomorrow, Twins in town on Tuesday night. We will have a post-game show for you then. It just won't be me. 7-10, the first pitch will be on the air at 6 with Brewers warm-up. Bob Brainerd has you covered on Tuesday. No post-game show for the day game on Wednesday. Then another off day on Thursday. Brewers Weekly that night at 8 o'clock. My thanks to Craig Kishon and my thanks to our producer, Evan Wittalis. And I'm Dom Catronio. Good night. Happy flight. Brewers win. Until next time, keep on swinging.